2: What do you got, Newswise?
0: All right, so just a couple minutes ago, the NFLPA announced its yearly report cards. Now, these are voted on in uh, October, so it's not like they were just voted on yesterday. They're voted on in October, but they're voted on by the players. And for the commanders, it was a bad report card again, Kevin. Just a nu- So just-
2: the players, I want to be clear on this. They vote. Th- this is the NFLPA survey. It's the players that are being surveyed. Do the players respond to questions specifically about the team they're playing on, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine why you'd okay. ask, you know, Terry McLaurin about the treatment of families
2: for the Chiefs. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, go ahead.
0: All right. So here's some of the categories and some of the grades for the commanders. Uh, treatment of families, F minus. Didn't know they did minuses yeah. here. Uh, food and cafeteria, a D plus. Nutritionist is a B minus, so that's positive. Locker room is F minus, training room is F minus, training staff is F, weight room is C, strength coaches is an A, that's the only A you'll see on this report card, team travel F, head coach C, and then ownership is a B.
2: Yeah. um, So look, these are things that we know, uh, I mean, we've seen this survey and they've essentially been the bottom of the barrel organization in a lot of categories for a while now. But remember, this was done in October, and new ownership took over end of July. They invested the seventy-plus million, I think it was, in renovations to the stadium, to you know Ashburn, and they've got more coming. You know, more investment. They realized how bad everything uh, was, um, so this was hardly a revelation for them. I thought there were some interesting categories uh, that, like, they, they were asked about. Ownership And ownership got a B grade uh, and ranked 18th in the league. So in October, the way they felt about ownership had already changed. But, you know, th- the rest of it hadn't caught up with the fact that they were pleased with new ownership. Um, the head coach ranked 31st with a grade of C. I would have thought C would have been something higher than 31st. Uh, so they were not necessarily down on Ron Rivera, but not as positive as, I guess, the rest of the league was about their own coaches. Um, the treatment of families and some of these F-minuses, is, you know, the, the tra- we've known that this facility has been an outdated facility for a long period of time. I mean, remember, they were the last team to get a bubble in an indoor practice facility. Uh, with a bubble, um, we've heard about you know weight rooms and training staffs and locker room facilities and food and travel for a while. The travel actually surprised a lot of you because you remember the days when they traveled in style. You know, in the early days of Dan, they were outspending everybody, and it was a place that, hey, I mean, they take the nicest of of, of Jets. They stay in the – you know, it's all Ritz-Carlton's four seasons wherever they go. Um, But that changed a lot in the last six, seven, eight years. I mean, I I had conversations with players that essentially said – We're basically on our own as far as food goes, you know, with a stipend. And and the food that was available wasn't very good. I mean, they were really financially strapped more than you think in terms of just the daily operations. It's not that Dan was financially strapped, but the team, because of the incredible decrease in revenues – um, and I'm not talking about league TV revenue. That pays the salaries. That keeps the, the, the ship afloat. But everything else had dropped to near rock bottom. But the treatment of families at F-minus, that is not Josh Harris, Mitchell Rails, Magic Johnson, Mark Ein, and the rest of the new ownership group. That is not. That is a reflection of the last group. I would have just thought that Ron who is a good person, that they would have had a better grade. The treatment of families before the Rivera era and the treatment of just people in the organization, we, we've talked about this for years. It was horrendous. I mean, they were bad people in that building, mean-spirited. And by the way, the worst part about it, and I, I emphasize this many times over the years, dumb you know, just the worst combination. Arrogant, mean, and dumb. You know, and that's what that building was for so long. But I think it changed. And I heard from people over and over again that it did change with Ron, especially on the football side. So I'm surprised treatment of families was still F-. minus. Um, These things will be better as we move forward, hopefully. Although there's only so much they can do with the current facility uh we may have to wait for new state they're doing a great they're doing everything they can with the stadium and the facilities they have they are not they are not you know uh they didn't they didn't pay six billion not to 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 make sure that they do everything for the customer and for their employees uh so we'll we'll see um how these grades what, what grade anything else from those grades
0: um. Now you pretty much hit on it. I mean, the the family thing is that they don't they have like no daycare or child um support during games. Oh, uh,
2: okay. That's a big part of that. That's
0: a huge. They're one of twelve teams that do not provide family rooms during games. They're one of seven teams that provide no daycare support for players' children on game day. They're one of four teams that do not offer either family room or a daycare. Some returning players report some improvements compared to last year, including a few new family events and better. More private post-game family area. Many players want the team to offer daycare and family room like most teams in the NFL.
2: I think one of the more surprising results in just seeing some of the headlines from this um, is that the owners on the question of willing to invest, Stephen Ross in Miami was number one. Clark Hunt in Kansas City was dead last number 32. I mean, they are in the midst of a dynastic run, and the owner is considered to be the cheapest owner in the league. So they all don't go hand-in-hand investment and wins. It does help when you have Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback. Uh, They did invest in in Mahomes. Um, Head coach, too, Josh McDaniels was number 32. Ron Rivera was 31. Andy Reid was one. Working conditions, as we've discussed, Washington was 32nd, dead last in the league. The Dolphins were number one. All right, what else do you have?
0: All right, so on to college football. Uh, history was made yesterday in the NIL department. Jackson Dart became the first athlete to sign an NIL deal with a private jet company, signing with Nicholas Air. He'll be able to use the jet for things uh, like philanthropy, I don't know what the Ole Miss quarterback is doing, uh, philanthropic wise to where he needs a private jet. But I know he's not from Mississippi, so maybe he's doing some stuff in his hometown. But this is a uh it's a pretty unique NIL deal for you. Like it's one thing to have like the local car shop, you know, hook you up with a vehicle, but a private jet company is a whole different ballgame.
2: Yeah. Um You the a private jet is a great way to travel, but he won't be traveling that way to games. He'll be traveling, you know, personally using whatever kind of credit they're giving him for uh, that. Um, Where is he projected a year from now?
0: I don't know. He's kind of been all over the place because it it feels like entering this upcoming season, which is one of the reasons we are so heavy on you have to draft a quarterback this season, is the class doesn't seem the greatest in the world. Uh, I was a little surprised not that I don't think he's a good quarterback, but I would have not anticipated that he is the guy getting a private jet company.
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the quarterbacks because they're not as good. It's it's Shadur Sanders, right? Yeah, Shadur
0: Sanders is going to be Oh, there. and
2: the Texas quarterback, Quinn and Ewers, Quinn Ewers yeah. who's going back. The, those would be the top two right now. I'm. Uh, let me pull up a list to see if there is a ranking. There, Of course there is for mock quarterbacks next year. Um, Shadur Sanders, Drew Aller. He didn't show me anything. Yeah, he uh, Drew at Penn Aller. State
0: this year. Was he J.J. McCarthy over here? Jeez.
2: Yeah, Carson Beck. Forgot about him. Quinn Ewers, Jalen Milrow, of course. Tyler Van Dyke, Miami. Dylan Gabriel. Uh, Riley Leonard, in the top ten. Um,
0: a lot of guys for Jackson Dart.
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: All right, so um, I, I kind of mentioned this a little bit, but according to uh, Shelf Performance, it was actually Cam Newton that started the viral fight this weekend.
2: So how did he start it? Was he just mouthing off? Well,
0: apparently, there was some mouthing off. There's been a little bit of um, – well, at first, it was cordial. Then there was a little bit of beef between the two sides, and according to Top Shelf, he grabbed somebody by the neck first, and that's where – where things got out of control, and then it was weird because they put a statement out, and it kind of like alluded to in the statement how they actually had a video of him uh, not accepting defeat, which is really weird because it didn't look like he lost. So I don't know. Once no, I read that, I, I, I was like, I, I don't mean, know if I believe this.
2: We've seen a minute and a half of the video, but it certainly didn't look like he had a difficult time shedding three to four people that were jumping on top of him. That's for sure. Uh, by the way, um, Caleb Williams and Washington are expected to meet today. Caleb Williams also has spoken, and I'll share what he has said in an interview with ESPN uh, in the next segment. What else do you have in news?
0: All right, so we're going to say a quick prayer for the whoever operates the Boston Celtics uh, Twitter account because they absolutely smoked a layup yesterday. The team's account posted a picture of Drew Holiday walking in With a Team USA soccer jersey that said number 12 on it, and the team tweeted out that Drew Holiday was representing the U.S. men's national team, except he was not representing the U.S. men's national team. He was representing the U.S. women's national team, and the jersey he was wearing was his wife. Lauren Holiday, who only won two World Cups, a couple of uh, uh, <laughs> soccer championships. She's like one of the great uh-huh. players of a generation. And the uh, Twitter account got called out by, like, Alex Morgan. And I can only imagine their mentions are not exactly looking
2: too kind this morning. No, you got to get that one right. Is is it Zach Ertz, whose wife is also yes. – is he married to Alex Morgan? No, no, Zach Ertz is married to
0: Julie Ertz, who just retired. I think Alex okay. Morgan is married to either a baseball player or a golfer, maybe a tennis player.
2: Got it. Um, I didn't know Drew. I, I mean, I didn't know, honestly, <laughs> I didn't know that name. Um, uh, but I didn't know his sister was on the World Cup. His wife. Uh, his, wife his wife, not his wife. His wife. I'm sorry, his wife.
0: Yeah, there was like mm. a really good E60. I think it was either. I think it was an E60. I don't know. If I love Drew Holiday as a player, by the way. Love him as a player. That that whole family is great. But it's yeah. like you got to know his wife was on the U.S. Women's National Team, especially if you are the organization that is paying him.
2: You know, just speaking of them, uh, they're going to be in the finals this year. I don't see anybody in the East beating them in a best of seven.
0: I mean, maybe in Milwaukee, but it also feels like nobody in Milwaukee wants to be there. Doc Rivers doesn't seem to want to be there. He wanted to start the job yesterday instead of three weeks ago. And did you see what Damian Lillard said? No. He has no life in Milwaukee. Life is boring. All he does is play basketball and watch boxing videos on the
2: Internet. Well, uh, Portland is prettier geographically. The physical geography uh, surrounding Portland, Mount Hood. I spent a lot of time in Portland in the 90s. Um, It was not a place that I would have wanted to live necessarily, uh, but he did for all of those years. It's probably a much different city than it was in the 90s. I think a lot of those cities out in the Pacific Northwest and San Francisco are. But I don't know. That team... Um, they just have too much. I mean, Porzingis and Drew Holiday being a part of that group with Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're just good. And they're good defensively. They've got depth with Pritchard, with Horford, who am I forgetting, uh, who also comes off the bench. I I watched some of their game last night with the Sixers. It was actually close briefly. um, And then they blew it open. I I don't know. I, I think I think that is gonna be boring compared to the West where anything could happen. I could see almost any team emerging from the West. I'd be shocked if Boston doesn't win the East. They've won a bunch of games in a row. It's been a while since they've lost. By the way, for those not following it, the Wizards have now lost 12 (laughs) in a row and are currently tied for the worst record in the NBA. They've actually, the irony is they've actually played more competitively in the last few weeks, but they keep losing, which is a good thing. Um, I wonder what the franchise record is for losses in a row.
0: I mean, I gotta—I would imagine they're getting pretty close.
2: Yeah. Um, what else?
0: All right, final thing I got for you here. The Kellogg's CEO says that more Americans should eat cereal for dinner. It's healthy and it's cheaper.
2: Cereal has always been one of my favorites. Uh, I love cereal. Um, I'm looking at a box of cereal right now uh, in my studio. It's a box of Cheerios. I think they're great to snack on. And I a lot of times for dinner, Wait, are especially regular when there's
0: Cheerios or Honey Nut
2: Cheerios? Uh, regular Cheerios. I love Honey Nut Cheerios, but loaded with sugar. Um, but I do love Honey Nut Cheerios. Uh, I like almost any kind of Cheerios. Um, this this cereal uh, product that I, I typically have in my studio, Magic Spoon, which is a much healthier cereal and actually tastes great. But I do cereal a lot, you know, nice, cold. By the way, you can't do skim milk with cereal. I'm not a big skim milk. I'm a two percenter uh, with, with cereal. But I love cereal. Do cereal all the time. I'll, I'd eat it at any time of the day. Are you a cereal guy or not?
0: I mean, I definitely enjoy cereal. I don't do milk very frequently, though, so I like, I never have milk lying around. So is that I a
2: problem? Have... I, I I I I do a lot of milk. I, I I have a lot of milk in things like cereal, coffee for sure. Um, I
0: definitely do it. I do creamer and coffee though, so it's not just yeah. straight milk. I mean, if I had more milk laying around, I would go for cereal. But the problem is, uh, like, I couldn't. It'd be a lot of sugary stuff because my favorite cereal is Reese's Puffs, and I could kill a I could kill a <laughs>
2: box of Reese's Puffs. Um, I haven't had one of those kinds of cereals like Cocoa Puffs or, the, or one of those cereals in a long time. I guess the closest thing is Lucky Charms. You know, at times during the pandemic, that was in the house. Like the boys, you know, would go out and get. uh, a bunch of cereals, so Lucky Charms was in the house. What uh, Cheerios has to be the number one selling cereal, right?
0: Um, let's find out. I mean, maybe Frosted Flakes. By the way, the longest Wizards losing streak is 16 games.
2: 16 games, what year?
0: Uh, that was uh, what led up to drafting John Wall when Andre Blatch was leading the Got team. Uh, yeah, you're right. Cheerios is number one, $131.9 in uh, the U.S. and Massachusetts as of March 7th in 2023.
2: So let me guess what number two is. Okay. Uh, um, what's tw- the What's the annual revenue for Cheerios?
0: This was one hundred and thirty nine point one million. Number two is mm-hmm. what I thought was going to be number one.
2: Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes, yeah. Okay, that's number two.
0: And by the way, Cheerios. That is. I wouldn't regular guess Cheerios.
2: Fro- Frosted Flakes. I'm sorry. Say again.
0: That Cheerios is regular Cheerios because Honey Nut Cheerios is number three at 129.3
2: million. Mm, that makes sense. I would have. Th- what about Rice Krispies? Where does Rice Krispies rank?
0: On this list, there are no Rice Krispies, which is. Shocking. What about
2: Raisin Bran? Uh,
0: no Raisin Bran. On
2: what here. about Special K? I like Special K with the uh, the <laughs> the uh, red raspberries. Do they
0: still make Special K?
2: Yeah, they make Special K. Special K is good.
0: It. I used to love it growing up, but I didn't know Special K was still around. This is like the Honey Bunch of Votes is four, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, five, Fruit Cinnamon Loops.
2: Toast Crunch, that was always in our house. Life is, al- is always in our house.
0: Yeah, life is on this list. That's nine. Uh, Frosted Many Wheats, eight, and then Lucky Charms. So, by the way, you know what you should do with Lucky Charms if you want a silly snack? Do Rice Krispie Treats, but instead with Lucky Charms.
2: I mean, it's overloaded with sugar. But they go hard. So you go marshmallow with Lucky Charms? Oh, God, yeah. Put that thing together? Oh, it's <clears> so good. What about Fruit Loops? I used to love Fruit Loops as a kid. I used to love Captain Crunch as a kid. Captain Crunch. I love Captain Like, if you crunch. told me you get a couple weeks to just go bad cereals, I think Captain Crunch would be my number one go-to. Regular? When I say bad, I mean unhealthy.
0: Regular? Because I like the Crunch Berries, you know, get a little bit of flavor. In there. Uh, I love no,
2: no, no, The berries. regular. The regular. Yeah, I'd go regular. I also was a big Apple Jacks fan for a period of time. All right, is that it?
0: Yeah, that's all I got for you.
2: Cereal talk? (laughs) Um, Cheerios, number one selling cereal. That makes total sense. Cheerios and bananas are probably the two most... I used to know... that. Well, I do know that bananas are the number one selling item in a supermarket. Um. Always always has been, I think, always in terms of the most products move. Not sales, uh, but in terms of the most product move. Bananas has always been number one. Or it was number one. I don't know where it is now. But I think, you know, after paper products, I think Cheerios is probably way up there on the list. Way up there. Uh, Mel Kuyper. And Bucky Brooks came out with their latest mock drafts. Who do they have Washington taking? And Caleb Williams has spoken. We'll tell you what he said. Kevin Sheehan Show, Team
4: 980 and TheTeam980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.